going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Vile Files. Happy Monday. Hope you're doing all right. I'm in the comfort of my home, as is Rochelle. How you doing, Rochelle? Good. Just hanging in there. <laughs> have you and your roommate uh, fallen in love yet? I have. He definitely has not with me. It's just a one-way street because he's interested in men, obviously, so I don't provide that uh, stimulation. But he's a very good-looking man, I have to say. Sure. Well, you know, who knows, you know? Um, <laughs> maybe. Keep trying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, we have a, have a great episode for you. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, some uh, quarantine ass nicks, if you will. Everyone uh, is calling in from their homes as well. So uh, relationships never stop happening. Doesn't matter if we're stuck inside. Doesn't mean if we're separated. Um, nothing really changed is our desire to have human connections. So the questions still keep coming in. And uh, we get some interesting ones. So I think you will really enjoy it. Uh, just a quick reminder, uh, tonight we'll be dropping our first recap for Listen to Your Heart. And I got to say, uh, I think you're going to want to watch it tonight if uh, you weren't planning on what else do you have to do? Uh, we are going to be recapping, uh, so uh, please uh, tune in, check us out. The same schedule as uh, The Bachelorette, uh, or was it The Bachelor? Sorry, when we were recapping it. So we'll be dropping it uh, right after the East Coast feed uh, is done airing, and it will be there for you to consume on Tuesdays. So as long as Listen to Your Heart is on, we'll have uh, the three episodes a week again. So should be fun. And our first uh, guest helping us recap episode one, none other than the very hysterical, talented, and funny Nikki Glazer. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, anything else, Rochelle, before we get to uh, the callers? Nope. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to send your questions to asknick at castme.com, cast with a K. And without further ado, our Ask Nicks. What's your time with me? Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. What's your name? I'm Sarah and I'm 22. Hi, Sarah, 22. How can I help? Well, um, I know from when I emailed you guys last, things have actually changed a little bit since my original email. Um, I know just for some background, um, my boyfriend and I have been together for two years um, and then recently, since the quarantine, we said goodbye to each other, um, had plans for me to go visit um, after, not after things were done, but probably like this weekend, that was about a week ago, um, and then everything was fine. And then once, um, once he went back to his parents' house for quarantine and to just kind of spend time with them, um, since being in his apartment wasn't really comfortable, um, he just kind of like fell off the radar a little bit and just um, just pretty much like started totally ignoring me um, and then actually on for on last week um, he ended up actually breaking up with me over text so <laughs> okay. I mix it text and phone so that's what's going on my, my guess is he initiated via text and you demanded a phone call uh yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah she should yeah, no, there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Um, and well, what, what was your question? What was? It sounds like so you sent in an email uh, asking some questions before this quarantine. Like, what was that about? Like, you clearly had some concerns, obviously, before all this was happening. Yeah. So the original questions was like, how do I guess like approach the conversation of like why 
someone's like ignoring you um, without kind of being like too aggressive, I guess. Um, but then it kind of just things just kind of got to a point where. Oh, so but so when when you emailed in, it was it was post quarantine social distancing. He had left and he was being distant and you were trying to figure out how to approach. And now you have your answer by he broke up with you. Yeah. Okay. What did he what did he talk to you about? Um, well, it kind of it kind of got me a little bit annoyed because like he knew that I was kind of like kind of freaking out a little bit. Um yeah, the title of-, of her email is My boyfriend is not being supportive during quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um how how old is he? Uh twenty-three. And how she old? says he cares more about video games than me. But <laughs> at this time I understand. Um uh, I mean when I was in college, uh I had a roommate and we played a lot of uh Madden football video games. Um it was <laughs> it's funny when I think about now, but it was like a it was a point of contention in that relationship. I mean, we fought all the time. Now, I'm not saying uh, you are anyway like my ex girlfriend. Not that she was bad, but I look back and it was like one of those things that you know when I think when you're young in your first relationship, you're trying to establish boundaries. You know, like what is okay? Like you're trying to figure out like what expectations should I have of my boyfriend, of myself, like what's too much. Um, we sometimes let little things bug us. Like we'll get it, like we'll, we'll decide that like this is annoying and then they'll keep doing it because like they like it, like whether it's video games or watching sports or for you, it might be like, you know, I don't know if you watch Housewives, but like something like a woman might do that a guy might not show an interest in. Um, and we decide to like make that, like a thing and then it just compounds and all of a sudden you're like we argued about video games you know when when and when you think about it's kind of silly now i'm only kind of rambling here on the sense that uh you broke up so clearly like maybe he in fact loved video games more than you and we're in weird times so the fact that like this is a scary time for everyone. You know, there's a lot of fear and, and misinformation out there and there's a lot of unknowns and we all respond differently. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. Like, don't worry about like, you, you should never uh, try to take a breakup personally. And that's easier said than done. But now you have like a built-in excuse to be like, I've, you know, like it's Corona. Like who would have thought, you know? Uh, but I only point out the other thing is that um, in your relationship, if you find another relationship, you know, post quarantine, whether he comes back or not, and that wouldn't surprise me if, if he did, and I'm not trying to get your hopes up, but like, who knows after like the world starts picking up again. Right. Um, is that, uh, let me ask you this. When you, the video, did you, did you bring it up to him? Did you, did you tell him how much you didn't like the video games? Did you say that to him? Oh, you like video games more than me? I mean, I think that that was just, like, one, like, smaller issue in, like, the grand scheme of things. Such as? Well, I just feel like he didn't really, like, um, think that, like, communicating or, like, putting, like, really any effort in was, like, important, pretty much. Like, he didn't, like, he didn't really see a need, like, when we were um, not together to really communicate. What What is your version of communicating? Um... Just like a text in the, like, a, I don't know, even something as simple as like a text 
in the morning, like to wish you a good day or like a phone call at the end of the day or just anything. But it, I kind of felt like I was like um, single pretty much. Okay. Well, that's. Um, last month I'd say yeah I mean listen uh, every relationship's different uh, we've talked about love languages before on this show and how people express their feelings uh, guys uh, sometimes can be less communicative uh, but also like some people just don't respond like don't express their feelings that way you know what I'm saying I'm only pointing this out because like in your next relationship if that's what you want, you got to be mindful of it. Like you're never like you can't meet a guy and fall for him and like him. And if that's just not how he communicates, that's just not how he communicates. And like, yeah, you could tell him, hey, I would appreciate that. And yeah, like in a relationship, it's nice to know that um, uh, you express what you want and they're willing to do that. But if it doesn't come like you can't get mad at them for certain things not coming naturally to him. Does that make sense? And again, this, these are like these are like little things, and like there's nothing wrong with you saying like, "Hey, like you know, say hi to me once in a while." But I think sometimes we we try to uh, we 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 like someone, you know, whether it's physical attraction. We have like we go on a couple dates, we have a good time. They say, "Let's date," and then we get to know them. And instead of maybe realizing that they're we're not as compatible as we thought, we try to change that person. We try to like suggest like well, I want you to do this and I want you to do that. And the next thing you know, you're, you know, like you've, you've had all these, like, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. I want you to do this. And nothing really comes naturally. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm only kind of, you, you know, like your relationship, you broke up. There's not much to like your original question in terms of like, what should I do? But, you know, these are mistakes I've made when I was young and, and your age and relationships and my first couple of relationships is, um, trying to change the people I was with and I was based I was with them based off of the initial attraction and, and the initial hanging out and the next thing you know it was us trying to change each other um, and then we just started nagging at each other and then it became you know tough so that's maybe something to be mindful of going forward because um if if, if you you're going to meet a guy he might like video games and that's fine for him to play video games what you, you know, and you, you know that, right? Like, but like, you're yeah. just like, you want him to express it certain ways. So I think it's sometimes a mistake that we make early in relationships is not paying attention to how that person expresses their feelings. We're so caught up in the kind of lustful moments and the excitement and the honeymoon phase that, you know, you're, you're spending so much time together and there's this excitement around getting to know someone that we don't pay attention to like, well, how, just in, like, how do you communicate? Like when things slow down and we get into our routine and we get comfortable with each other and the excitement wears off, how do we express our feelings? And that's something that I think people should pay more attention, uh, attention to early in relationships rather than figuring it out once they're like in month six or seven. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that definitely makes sense. And it was kind of like a characteristic of him and like our relationship that I kind of accepted too. That was yeah. kind of just like something, I guess, like last week in particular that was just like making things aggravating because I wasn't really, I guess, like getting answers as to what was going on. And especially for you, like if you're going to be in any type of long distance relationship, whether it's during a quarantine or not, you're going to need someone who's very communicative, who's very like, who, who is good at, um, you know, jumping on the phone and sending a text and just really makes you feel comfortable always knowing where you stand. And there's plenty of guys out there that are like that. And there's plenty of guys who are not, but you're just, you're not going to change a guy if he is, you know what I'm saying? Like 
he's just it's not gonna happen if he's just not like that yeah i kind of accepted that too at the point i think what i'm just most angry about is that i guess like in terms of the actual breakup that it wasn't in person i guess yeah i mean it's a bummer but i wouldn't stress about it like how long were you guys dating for like almost two years okay well that i mean that sucks but but nevertheless like I mean, like, I, I get why, right? Like, you want it to mean something, and it's like we spent two years together, and we didn't even, like, break up in person. But eventually, you just won't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, uh, yeah, you just uh, eventually will just be like, oh, well, yeah, we broke up. In, like, you broke up. You Like, you don't need this, like, big ceremony and celebration, and it doesn't mean official. Like, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't waste a lot of time being bummed about like that fact um and in the future you know um just be mindful of that going forward okay yeah that makes sense i think i'm definitely handling it um you seem you seem fine yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i'm doing okay i think i almost think at first i was like oh well, we're, it kind of sucks that we're like quarantined in the house and i'm dealing with this but it's also kind of good because it lets you kind of focus on yourself a lot um yeah. since many distractions around quite honestly you might have stuck in a relationship with him just out of pure boredom because it's like well what else are you gonna do mm-hmm. but right. uh now you can go on a bunch of dating apps and start swiping right and get you know set yourself up for like post quarantine like have a nice little like uh you know roster of guys and potential dates lined up ready to go for when you're back outside <laughs> that's one way to think of it there, there you go. All right. Well, best of luck. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick. All right. All right. Take care. Bye bye. I, I wonder if uh, quarantine is gonna like, if a lot of relationships are gonna end up ending because like people yes. aren't putting the effort in. Yes and no. We'll find out. I mean, it's always fast. Like, what if you're stuck with someone you hate? Like, I really want to find the people who are like miserable and they have to sneak away to quarantine. You know, like to, to call in. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of people aren't quarantining together, right? Well, if they were living, if they were living together, you know, like, like that's the thing. Like most parts of the country, like, you know, people are staying in, but they're like still going to work. So they might be like stuck with their boyfriends or husbands, and like they're getting out of the house. And ideally, that'd be great if they. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm guessing there's a strong chance that uh, people are stuck at home, and if you're in a relationship, you're probably having quarantined sex. babies. Yeah. And uh, if you are trying to conceive, now is a great time. But the reality is, is sometimes that can be more challenging based off of your fertility for women. I've heard this. I don't know. Plus, this. we I'm can't really go to the doctor right but, now. Uh, you can't go to the doctor. So if you are looking for information about your fertility, Modern Fertility is doing some amazing yeah, things. Yeah, this is right the time to do it. They send you a kit right to your home. I did it. You just prick your finger, put a little blood on this thing, send it in, and you can get your fertility results. So why not take care of that now when there's like not much else we can really do? Yeah, it's only $159, which is far less expensive than going to the doctors, which can cost up to $1,000. Uh, assuming your insurance uh, covers it or even if it doesn't either way I mean it's just really expensive so uh, yeah $159 a lot less expensive super easy uh, a lot of great information they can give you uh, you know let you know I mean you tell me Rochelle did they give you information about like uh, 
you know, if you weren't, uh, if you don't get the results that you want, they can give you some, you know, some takeaways and some actionable items, correct? You'll find out how many eggs you have, your hormone levels, and any reproductive red flags. That is amazing. Well, that's very helpful. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. So get $20 off your fertility test. So that makes it 139, as we said, not 159. When you go to modernfertility.com slash V-I-A-L-L, modernfertility.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Ritual. What a great time to make sure that we are taking care of our bodies. Isn't that yep. right, Rochelle? So I've been taking my ritual vitamin for women and you can see it right here. It's actually a really cute case cute clear pills and they are non-nauseous pills so that they actually taste good when you take them yeah and these are these are uh, vitamins specifically for women correct i i do not get to benefit unfortunately from the wonderful things they're doing exactly they are obsessively researched they have d3 omega-3 and it's just tons of good stuff for you. So I've been taking it every day because I want to stay healthy during this time. It's a subscription. It's easy to start. So what? You get your vitamins like on a regular basis. Uh, so you're, that's the thing. I, and it always happens, you know, like, well, I'm not using ritual because I'm not a woman, but like I'll get on this like vitamin kick because I'll go to the store and buy them and then I'll forget. And then I like, I'll run out and then I just won't like exactly. I'll stop taking the vitamins. It's, it's nice to have a subscription service when it comes to your vitamins. So you stay on this process because it doesn't do you much good if you do it for like a couple weeks. You need to, you know, you need to do it over time. And that's when yeah, the benefits I'm using really this time at home to really like recommit to being healthy and developing really good habits for myself. Better health doesn't happen overnight. And right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash V-I-A-L-L to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash V-I-A-L-L. How's it going? Going good. How are you? Good. I'm doing great. Uh, what's your name? My name is Sarah. Hi, how, how, how old are you, Sarah? I am 24. And how can we help? So I've had a long-term relationship with my boyfriend for about five years now. Um, and when our relationship started, um, I wasn't in the best place emotionally or physically. Um, and I met my, at the, I met my boyfriend around that time and he really kind of helped me out of that tough spot. Um, and I'm in much, I'm in a much better place now. And the roles have kind of reversed to the point that now he is in a really difficult situation. Um, he, when I met him, he was a recovered addict and, um, that he really, you know, my mother and my, a lot of my family, they are addicts as well. So I really connected to that, that he had recovered from that. And I found that to be like a, it's something that drew me to him in the first place that he was able to overcome that. Sure. Um, in the past, since October, he has unfortunately relapsed. Um, and he has gone to a treatment, but then left treatment and then relapsed again. Um, and at this point I'm kind of frustrated because I don't, I don't understand how to move forward with this relationship anymore. And part of me feels like I might just be clinging on to the fact that he 
like saved me when I was just really in a tough place emotionally. And I'm thinking like, I'm trying to hold on to something that's super toxic and hoping that it would get better. But yeah. I don't know if it ever will. How old is he? He is 26. Okay. Um, I mean, it sounds to me that deep down in your gut, you kind of know what you should do. Um, you're just having a hard time, you know, letting go and understandably so and kind of grappling with that. But, you know, you seem kind of aware of the possibilities of why uh, you're drawn to him and why you were in the relationship to begin with. You don't need me to point that out to you, right? Um, uh, and it's it's a tough situation, right? Like in a relationship, you want to, you know, a lot of people pride themselves on uh, and rightfully so for, for being, um, uh, a supportive person to their partner in tough times, you know, I mean, you're not married, but like, even when people do give their wedding vows, you know, um, you know, they, they say, you know, like through good times and bad, right. And you're going through a bad time, but you're not married. Uh, there's a, maybe a reason why you haven't gotten married. And even in a marriage, like sometimes people do have a breaking point and, um, you got to be careful not to um, get wrapped up in a situation where it's kind of dictating your own happiness. And if he's not willing or able to help himself, that uh, that could be just a very difficult life for you, you know? And we do yeah. live together, unfortunately, which is difficult. It is. And in, especially during these times, but I will say that, uh, you know, uh, quarantine or not self-quarantine staying inside um that makes it more challenging but regardless people in a minus you know what we're going through right now as a, as a country and, and, and as a world rather um that um people like to you know people will use the fact that they live together as like an excuse to drag things on uh, out like, is it, does it suck? Yes. Is it inconvenient? Yes. Will it cost you a little bit of, of money to, to make changes? Yes. But most of the time, these are all hurdles you can overcome. Um, you just have to do it, right? Um, and it's, it's going to be a period of feeling bad, uh, probably him making you, tr him, him trying to make you feel worse. Um, He's been trying to, like, Put it on me lately and I keep kind of thinking of that quote that everyone says like oh you don't deserve someone at their best if you're not there for them at their worst and he keeps throwing no. that back he was like oh I was there for you at your worst yeah, you but, know. I, but, yeah. you, but now I'm here for you at your best so you need to be there for me right now and it's just kind of like it makes me feel conflicted Listen, I, I, I mean, as Rochelle said, no. I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like, it's up to you to decide. I can't sit there and tell you that you shouldn't be there for him, right? What I am telling you is that you have the right to not feel guilted into being there. You're not a bad person if you decide that this isn't for me. You're not obligated. You don't owe him anything. You're not his wife. Uh, you're not committed to him. And even if you are, like... Uh, if, if you were his wife, you're, yeah, I understand like marriage is a commitment until death do you part. I understand all that. But as you said, like these are very toxic atmospheres, uh, atmos uh, situations, atmospheres, whatever. Um, they could be potentially unsafe. If you have a family, it could be unsafe for your kids. Um, 
you know, you said he left rehab or whatever. Like he's, um, is he using there during quarantine? Yeah. Um, he wasn't like he, he's been telling me actually for the last two weeks that he was sober, but I just saw a lot of red flags. What's he using? Like heroin. Yeah. So last night I literally caught him in the bathroom at three o'clock in the morning. No. Yeah, that's it's sad, and I I am sorry that you're going through that, and that's not can okay. you go somewhere else? Can you go? Well, I mean, I mean, I'm in Southern California, like I'm sheltered in place. Well, people, you're stuck inside, and you want to keep your indoor air f- smelling nice, but you also want to make sure it's healthy. So uh, don't uh, be spraying Febreze or Glade air fresheners; it's full of toxic chemicals. Uh, fill your home with healthy essential oils, USDA organic essential oils that also have medicinal benefits like helping with headaches and helping you relax. Check out NHOils.com. That's NHOils.com and get some amazing essential oils. Uh, we specialize in blends. Check us out right now. 30% off code natural. That's 30% off code natural. NHOils.com. Yeah. Um, my parents, oh, my mother lives like 30 minutes from here, but. I would, I would, I would maybe go to mom and dad's. Um, I mean, you're, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. I understand, you know, quarantining and, um, obviously you've been staying inside. So like if you drive to your parents, I don't know how old they are, but that's the decision you guys are gonna have to make as a family. But it's your immediate concern is you're, you're currently living with someone who's using heroin and that's not safe for you. It's not legal. It's not safe. Um, uh, you know. Yeah, I think it'll be like hard for me to miss the person that I know that he is when he's not using, but I don't Aww. know if that person will you, ever come back. And not only that, you can't, you don't, you, you don't get to separate, you know, um, every girlfriend I've had, you know, great overall. Um, but you know, sometimes we broke up because there were bad moments, you know, there were w- reasons we fought and like we, we, and we, you know, we both did it. Right. And again, when you're dating someone, you have the luxury of saying, I don't want this in my life. You know, it's a little bit more, there's a little bit more, uh, the, the decision's a little more difficult if you are married and have a family and you're just like, Hey, listen, I maybe you, you can say, well, I made this commitment to you, et cetera, et cetera. But you're dating, you know, like you're not even engaged. You're, you know, that's what like, that's what dating's about, your boyfriend and girlfriend, to figure out whether you want to spend the rest of your life with people. And when they show you signs of that you think, I don't know if I want this in my life for a month, a year, let alone the rest of my life, you have the ability to get out. And just because they're going through a tough time, it's not your, it's not your problem. And this is a situation where he's putting your safety at risk. Um, and that's not okay. Um, I have to look at the whole picture. I can't really separate. Yeah, he's a great person when he's clean, but there's always this side of him that could always reemerge, and I can't really, I can't separate the two. Yeah, and it doesn't make him a bad guy. He's probably sick, and he definitely needs help. Uh, it's, but whether he's has bad intentions or not, it's not safe for you, and you have the right to remove yourself from the situation without guilt. Even though he will certainly try, he will certainly he'll certainly try. He'll do everything he can to make you feel guilty, but. Um, you, it's not your fault and you've done more. I don't even like the fact that you've tried means you've done more than you could or should, you know, um, you've done enough. You've, you've, um, but everyone has a breaking point and you have to protect yourself. Um, and, uh, have you ever been to an Al-Anon meeting? 
Have I ever been to what? An Al-Anon meeting? No, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's for people who are in relationships with addicts, and it's even for people who have family members um, who are addicts. And you could probably right now during the quarantine get into some like video meetings and they just, this is all they talk about is what you're going through right now. Yeah. I mean, part of it's difficult because like I could go to my mother's, but my mother is an alcoholic, but she's not obviously alcohol is different than heroin. So it's just kind of, I'm surrounded by it in all places. So it's a little bit. Yeah. And I, and I'm sorry for that. And that sucks, but I'm glad that you are mindful of the fact that you might be drawn to that especially someone who has shown that they had, they did get over it and that you have the kind of the patience for it. You've dealt with it your whole life. But Is your mom in recovery or she's still? She denies it, but she's not like at her worst. I've seen her worse than she is now, yeah. but um, she, you know, she denies the fact that she relies on alcohol for emotional yeah, I, I would love you to find a, a situation where you don't have to deal with it, where you find someone who's not a user, who who who's not a recovery. Like, listen, I, I have a lot of friends who are recovering alcoholics and 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 they are sober and that's amazing. I commend them. And then, you know, I guess it's always possible they could fall off the wagon. If you fall in love with someone, that's great. I'm not criticizing anyone who has, but it would be nice if maybe you just didn't have to deal with that since you've had to deal with it your whole life. Um you know, uh, I can't. I, it, might, it might be just a weight lifted off your shoulders to know that you don't have to to worry about that. You know, it's uh, so. Yeah, just don't feel guilty. I don't think uh, uh, when we're dating people, um, whether whether they're using heroin or whether they're just kind of a pain in the ass, whether they're mean, whatever the reason, when we break up with them, they like to make us feel guilty and they do a good job of it sometimes, especially when sometimes we're ending relationships, not because we don't love them anymore, not because uh, we don't love hanging out with them when they're at their best, but when they're at their worst, they're, they're not fun to be around. They're, they're, they're mean or they're critical or they're demeaning you know what i'm saying like and i've had relationships like that i had like i had a girlfriend and i might have mentioned this before you know we broke up right and there was a good six six eight months of us continuing to hang out right we had mutual friends and we'd hook up you do that whole thing right and we had incredible chemistry right so every time we would see each other it was just like it was so easy to slip back into that kind of routine and she would always say, like, why can't we get back together? Like, we're so great together. We have so much fun together. And I was like, you're right, we do. But it's not how much fun we have when it's good. It's that when it's bad, it's really bad. And you don't seem willing or able to, like, change the things that I'm not okay with and the things I don't want in a relationship. And, and I don't want to, like, handle conflict the way we do. Um, and it's never changed, no matter how much we've tried. And you have the right to to say that and anyone in a relationship has the right to say that especially if they're just dating you know to say you know i'm not saying quit every time it gets tough but we you know sometimes we are in relationships and we communicate things we're not okay with and that person will be like yeah sure we'll fight sometimes and they'll say they will change but they don't and then you give them enough rope and they're like listen like i don't know like you're not going to change like certainly not from me nagging and maybe someday you'll change but that will be years from now uh, based off of something you had to go through, but I won't be in your life to see it because I'm not willing to wait three or five years for you to change. And you have the right to do that. And and everyone does, you know, like you're in an extreme situation where they're using heroin, right? But like that goes for everyone who just feels like, like 
I've tried and you're not willing to do what I need and you have the right to go. And that person's going to make you feel guilty. You weren't there for me and blah, 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 and et cetera, et cetera. And like, and that sucks. And you just got to get through it, you know, but don't feel guilty. Uh, it's not, you've, you've done probably more than you, uh, more than I ever would, I'm sure. Probably. And then it kind of brings me to like in future relationships, how do I know? Like, cause clearly I'm able to put up with a lot of, BS. Mm -hmm. How do I know like when bad is like too bad to like know it's like, okay, I'm just dating. I don't need to stick on for dear life every single relationship I have. Well, my guess is you're probably drawn to people. You're like, you know, like a lot of people are, you're a fixer, you know, like you like helping and you're like, I can do this and you, you feel a level of security. There's a confidence that comes from that. If you're dating someone who you're helping and they feel like they need you, you feel safe because you know, you're, able to do that and that's something you're going to have to try to get over like you have to realize when you are getting into situations it might be a little scary for you because you won't have that security you're used to having you know you won't you won't have that you you might you might be dating a guy where like well i don't know how he feels about me because i'm so used to uh, establishing their need for me based off of like how I'm helping them with their problems. And they seem like a pretty normal guy. I, I would just encourage you to like, you know, try out those relationships, even though it might be a little um, new territory for you, you know? And like, again, if you meet someone, maybe at least for a period of time, um, you know, you're certainly, I'm guessing you're, it's probably easier for you to pick up on on cues that this person might have uh be a user you know you've lived with your mom you dated someone so my guess is it's probably pretty easy for you to identify an addict more than the common person so like if you do notice that and just walk away just don't get yourself in a situation don't what you know um at least for a short period of time i'm not trying to say you should never date someone who's like who's been sober or whatever because like there's a lot of great people who I'm friends with who have, but like, I think for you particularly, you just deserve a period of time where you just need to try to like find someone where it's just, there's, that doesn't exist and just kind of get a feel for what it's like to date that person. You know what I'm saying? Almost like not necessarily to find your person, but just like exercise for yourself. Cause you're so used to being drawn to that. Yeah. There's actually a word uh, for it. It's called codependency. Have you heard of that? I have. So that's like people who grew up around addicts who then find other addicts to be around. But yeah. so that might be something good to learn about too. Yeah. So just, I, I think it weirdly enough, just really um, just, just be mindful of it and go out of your way to uh, date someone who hasn't dealt with any of that and be open about it with uh you know, not necessarily on a first date, but as you get to know someone, I wouldn't be, uh, afraid to not like just don't dump everything on them, but to say like, Hey, I'm going to just keep it real. My past relationships, I've dealt with this. I'm a little sensitive to it. So like, that's why I asked some of these questions because I just, I don't want to deal with that anymore. You know? Um, and if that person like, you know, I mean, if I were on a date with someone and they said that, I'd be like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not. And like, thanks for sharing that. And can I ask you some questions about it? So, so I can understand, like, you know, I'd probably be like, well, did you ever, did you ever use with him? And not that I would just, I would try to ask some questions and whether the answer, like, you know, just keep it open and, and you will hopefully feel like a, how a person responds to that should be telling and how, you know, a good of a communicator they are. 
Definitely. I also think I'm a lot more mature now than I was when I met him to be able to like pick up on the red flags that I might not have seen two years ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're still young. I mean, you're still figuring it out. Um, and that's, you know, in any relationship, your next, re- you know, relationships that end are great because you hopefully learn from uh, how you are attracted to people, your your patience, your willingness to deal with things. So uh, be thankful. You can try to, and that's the thing. It's like, I, it, as cold as it sounds, I would, I'd cut them off if you end it, you know, because um, you're going to get dragged back in. You know, I, I'll be there for as a friend, like, you know, um, he'll figure it out. You know, um, you're not going to be the reason he makes it or doesn't make it through this. You know, yeah, he'll, I'm all like, I feel like I'm a like aiding him at this point and maybe, maybe year for him because it's maybe. like as a support system still. Yeah. And like, he'll let he'll make you think that you're, if, if you leave him the, like, He'll probably make some crazy accusations and may throw out some gazy, crazy guilt trips, but you're not going to be the reason whether he gets through this or not. And you've tried. So, yeah. Will you promise us, though, that you'll find a safe place to go? Yeah. Um, I'll definitely. Do you have a friend yeah. you could go to? Yes, I have friends in the area. Um, I'll just kind of make some calls and figure out who has space and if anyone's sick or not and just try to stay like away from everyone and just like kind of like relocate. Yeah. And because and like if worse, if the worst case scenario, it's back at home with mom, like not ideal, but it sounds like even though she's not as much of a liability and you're, you know, yeah. She has her own toxicity issues, but she's definitely not as much of a liability. I don't doubt it, but like using heroin is a pretty extreme thing and not a good atmosphere for you to be in. Definitely. Yeah, I I agree. Thanks for validating my internal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in, and that's like I said, before I started rambling, like, you, you know, like, trust your gut, you know, um, don't... Uh, you're clearly a good person. You have a good heart. Like you're not gonna, you're not a, but trust your gut. You, you know, all right. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Take care. Be safe. I will. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Whoo. Heavy. I, I wasn't thinking about that being trapped with someone who's like using heroin. That, that would be an extreme I and mean, crazy times. I mean, for all the people who've complained about, you know, oh, I'm single and I'm, you know, I'm <laughs> quarantined and I'm alone. I mean, yeah, there's probably a lot of people, this being an extreme case, that are in relationships that are, are not going well. Right, yeah. And they are, are stuck at home. Imagine being someone who is like verbally abusive. Or physically, yeah. Physically, certainly. Yeah. I mean, I guess I only point out verbally because like, I mean, I, most people know that the physical is not okay. And the heroin's not like, those are so extreme that like, you know, and yeah. granted some people do put up with it more than they should. But like, I don't even mean like, like aggressive. I mean, just like someone who's just constantly negative or constantly just like critical and then you're stuck at home with them and they only get more like, it's just like a slow death. You know, you know what I'm saying? When I say like, I mean verbally abuses, I mean like just, just kind of someone who's a dick, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, now there's no escape. 
and now there's no es- escape. So like I, I, I empathize for those out there. So um, yeah, how's it going? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. What's your name? My name is Anna. I'm 28. How can we help you, Anna? 28. All right. So, um, basically, what's going on is it is like the beginning of self quarantining. Yeah, it was like day one of self quarantining, and I got two texts, two texts from two different exes on that day. Hey, um, yeah. Part of me was like, "Yeah, this is great options," and then part of me was like, "Well, actually, there are no options because I have to stay alone in my house." Um. <laughs> So one of them is like an ex from college and he basically reached out to me and I felt like for the first time he was being really straightforward and he was like, hey, um, like the two things I guess I enjoy most about like communicating with you or hanging out with you are that I really admire what you do. Like he really admires what I do for work and he wants to talk to me about it. Um, And then the other is like, basically hooking up. And so when I got that text, I was like, but at least you're being honest. Like, finally, at least you're not like professing your love for me, but you obviously don't love me. Um, So I was like, okay, thanks for being honest. Um, And he was coming back to the city where I live because that's like home for him um, for some part of, you know, this craziness because his job is on a break. So I was like, all right, um, yeah, I would like to see you. I basically, I just fell for it. Like (gasps) what it comes down to. Um, and he, like the day he was supposed to get home, he didn't text me and I was sitting there like, this is, this is standard. Um, get home from where? Um, so he, he works in another city, like in another part of the country. Okay. Um, and he was coming back home, which is where I live now. Sure. So um, he didn't text me. And then I was like all, you know, annoyed and like fixated on the fact that he hadn't texted me, but he's the one who initiated this. So I texted him and I was like, hey, well, are you home? Like, do you still want to get together? And he wasn't. He hadn't come home. So um, he hasn't like tried again since then to get together with me. He's just totally left it. But but uh, so you you guys. Like, you were hoping that he would what? Like, you guys would quarantine together? Oh, no. I thought... Do you hang out? Well, you're not supposed to be hanging out with anyone. Get yeah. married, Nick. She thought they were going to get married. Yeah, I thought we were going to get married. <laughs> um, Corn I mean, booty call. I'm teasing, but technically you're not supposed to be doing that. Uh, <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, so he, he's probably reached out to two or three other people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But this is someone who, like, when you were dating, uh, either what, he ended it, you ended it, but if you ended it, you ended it for specific reasons of what, you know, like, what what would happen, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we both ended it a couple times. I don't even, I couldn't even tell you who ultimately did. Okay. Um. So what's the problem? You, you, are you, do you realize that like maybe this you isn't the end of this? This isn't oh. the end of the road yet. Okay. Um. Okay. So the question is like, yeah, like I literally am not seeing anyone. I am just staying home. It's like obviously not an option because of what's going on. 
Um, but my question is like, I'm stewing on this situation and I'm thinking about how like I, I'm single at this time. Um, and my, one of my best friends gave me this advice recently where she was like, you'll find someone when you're truly happy being on your own. And I'm like, okay, but I have been single for like a year. Obviously I have a life. Like I do things. I have friends. I'm generally happy, but not happy all the time. And I wonder like if she knew about this, would she be like, well, this is, it's this kind of thing that I still give into that is like the reason that I am still single. Like my tell question is, do you agree with her advice? You got to tell Nick about the other one. Oh God. Um, he texted me too and was like really upfront about, I guess this was like before self-quarantining. It was, it was like two days before things went into effect. Listen, okay. my neighbors are still booty calling. So it's a, it's, people are doing it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not to yeah. be honest, but at that time, I thought, like, it might still be an option, but it's not. But anyway, yeah, the other one texted me, and he was like, yes, also booty calling. And I declined that one because he – I was like, well, have you seen anyone in the last couple of days? Um, because, you know, like, I've been pretty good about staying home. Like, I want to be sure that, you know. Sure. And, and he was like, um, no, I'm still going to the bars and the gym and shit. And I was like, Okay gonna stay home well good for you for saying no to that and great questions to ask him um that's the story Mm -hmm. yeah uh so back to your original question of do i agree with your friend like i mean listen i you're you know we live we give cliche advice on this podcast don't get me wrong but like your friend's advice is pretty vague in terms of like, yeah, you'll be happy when you uh, at least you know you'll find someone you will and you least expect it. You'll you're single like, like you said, you sounds like you've been single for how long now? A year. So, yeah, I don't know if that really applies because, um, just because, and I'm, you've probably dated, you know, you've probably had maybe a hookup here. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But the point is, is that there are certain people who literally can't be single and they will just be in a relationship with kind of anyone as long as they are in a relationship. And it sounds like if you were desperate to have a boyfriend, you could probably have one, you know, might not be the love of your life. You know, might not be super obsessed with them, but you could date them, you know, and there are plenty of people who do that. So I don't know if that really applies to you because, well, you've been, single uh for uh the better part of uh uh of a year but you get what i'm saying uh so i don't know if that really applies what was her reason for saying that i i feel like a few of my good friends who i would like go to for advice um i feel like you know i'm at the age where like many of them are in relationships now and they look at me and i'm not I mean, uh, I got to say, friends are sometimes the worst people to go to for dating advice, and especially friends who think they have it all figured out. I mean, for all the criticism, like when people joke, it's like, you know, I have this podcast, I'm giving relationship advice, I'm I'm, I'm notoriously single. Um, You know, I, I, I am not projecting any of my like successes onto people and why, you know, do what I do because, you know, guess what? I, this is how I finally followed love and blah, blah, blah. And listen, like 
it's I'm not saying anyone who has a successful relationship shouldn't give advice, but our friends have a way of thinking they did it right and they feel you know and even when even sometimes they act like they all have it all figured out meanwhile like they'll say that and two months later they'll be like i fucking hate my boyfriend you know like yeah so you know friends are notorious for being bad advice givers in in, in relationships so like i'm sure she means well i wouldn't uh like quite honestly it while she might mean well it kind of sucks that it's shitty that she said that because it got in your head uh it made you think about it and like I said, you've been single for a year. How much like how much more what do you what do you need to do to show her that you have been more or less fine being single? Like you're allowed to date and hook up and you're allowed to be a serial dater. Like you still go home alone for the most part. You you don't play house. I mean, unless I'm missing something, unless if I talk to her and she was on this call, she'd be like, Well, actually she's she's leaving some things out. But like you're allowed to you're allowed to date. You know? You don't do you play house with guys? You get in like these little two month like flings where you're like you're hanging out every day and and going to markets together and shopping and you know you're not doing that so like so if you were doing that you're more or less have been single while dating and that's like you don't have to like you don't have to be like fucking alone for a year where you don't talk to any guys to prove to yourself and to your married friends and in relationships that somehow you're now really comfortable with being in total fucking isolation like that's (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't that's that's that's, that's ridiculous. Uh, and we're in strange times. So like I haven't I haven't like touched a human being in 18 days. Like I don't even mean, I had like, a dream last night I was spooning someone. Yeah. Like I don't mean like touching a sexual way. I mean like a handshake, like a pat on the back, like uh, you know, and like sometimes we do get a little fucking lonely, you know? Like mm-hmm. So the fact that you had this moment of weakness with an ex, like, so what? Like, uh, feels like the end of the world. It does. Yeah. It feels like, oh, this is why I'm single. Like, because I still yeah. fall for this shit. No. I mean, we all like. <laughs> I do shit all the time. Where I'm just like, you know, it should. I should not do this. <laughs> uh, but like, whatever. You know, like, is it really stopping you? Like that. That's not stopping you from meeting someone you know like what would stop you from meeting someone again if you are if there are several instances where there's long extended periods of time where you're spending all your time with someone you know is not good for you yeah you know uh when you stop when when you're like get back with exes or 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 date guys and you play house and like you're not and you're and you stop trying to meet other people. Like if you want to have a fuck buddy who's like bad news for you, I'm not saying that's the best thing you should do, but if you're still out there and open to meeting people and once in a while where you're single as fuck, like you you're like hanging out with some guy who like you know is like not going to be your person, like that is not stopping you from meeting someone. Like you're still open. Like you're it's it's the people who get in themselves in these situations where they just kind of close off. They just get comfortable in the routine. They get stressed out because like dating can be stressful. So like instead of going on new dates and meeting people and having those awkward conversations, they just kind of like play house with someone that they know isn't really good for them and they act like boyfriend and girlfriend and they have expectations like boyfriend and girlfriends, but because they they don't want like they don't see themselves ending up with someone, they'll be like, Well, we're not dating, you know, and they'll tell their friends, Well, we're not we're not dating, you know, we're not dating. Meanwhile, everything they're doing suggests that they are dating. Right. And it doesn't seem like you're doing that. If you were doing that, then I would say maybe your friend's right. Yeah. But you're not. So what else, you know, 
I just was saying, don't be hard on yourself about the ex thing right now, because literally every single person has too much time and they're thinking about their exes. It's just inevitable. So you're one of a million people doing that. And if you want to talk to an ex, you know, like slow play it, you know, and I mean, by like, there's nothing, yeah, respond back, ask some questions, but like do it from a position of power. And what I mean by that is like, what I mean by that is like, be fully aware that this is all kinds of wrong for you, but like, and, 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 and be fully aware that, uh, it'll be a cold day in hell before they prove themselves that they, uh, I have changed, but you're willing out of sheer boredom to just ask some questions that might, might lead them down a path to show you whether they have or haven't changed. Right. And it sounds like this guy pretty quickly, uh, showed you that he hasn't. No, no, not at all. It just when you do it, the only mistake you made in this situation is uh, you wanted to believe him. So be be more of a skeptic when it comes to exes. Right. Don't be a skeptic in general, but when it comes to exes, we should all be skeptical as fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, exes, exes always be skeptical. Like yeah, they 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 haven't changed. They definitely haven't changed. And even when they sound like they've changed, they most likely haven't changed. But if you want to see for sure, there's no harm in that. Nick, did you see the uh, Andy posted something where she's like, I'm this close to texting my exes. And then she had a screenshot. It was you and Chris Souls. Yeah, she sent she sent it to me. <laughs> it's so funny. See, everybody is. It's just like a terrible recipe for that. Like sitting around, having nothing to do, not being able to like... Go on a go on a dating app, start sliding right, and start talking to random guys that you might, but but that you might like not, and just have some conversations on a dating app with some strangers. Maybe set up a FaceTime date. There's plenty of people you can waste your time with that haven't yet proven to you that they're not your person. Like, uh, dating apps are still working, right? Um, so like, yeah, we don't have to resort back to our exes. Like there's plenty of like, find a new bad person for you. <laughs> um, I'll try. <laughs> I'm sure I'll succeed. Yeah. But like, what's start like having have some playful banter uh, with some guys that you're on a dating app with, you know, like you certainly can take out the fear that they're just reaching out to you because they want to hook up. You know, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Right. No, or it shouldn't rather. But um, so yeah, um, yeah. Don't beat yourself up too much. Don't let your don't let your uh, friends and successful relationships get in your head. They're they're great. They also they're they're the worst. They're the fucking worst. Uh, like friends, and I've been that annoying friend. Like I've been that like, and it's been a while. But like since we're just like I'm in love. You know, you should let me tell you how you should be in love. Like fuck you. Um, but friends do that, you know? Uh, yeah, you're not a, just because you've been single for a year, you're not like a, you're not a, you're not, you're not like this like uh, case study for your friends. Oh, poor Anna. She just, oh God, will she ever find someone? Like you're 28 and you've been single for a year. Like there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Um, so uh, yeah. And just like, you know, when your friends are, uh, you you should be allowed to tell a story about you doing some fun shit that might not lead you to uh, finding your person without your friends like looking at you like really really Anna you doing that again yeah like Ugh. I can't talk about it like I can't even laugh about it with them and like ew do you complain about being single to them 
No, because I, I've been doing what you have kind of like disagreed with on the podcast, which I've heard, like, I've heard you say, you know, you don't really agree or you wouldn't personally like take a break from dating. And I feel like I have kind of just chosen to like not go on dates for a little while. Totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and no, I'm not complaining about it because like, I genuinely feel like I'm learning how to make myself happy. And like, that's a skill that I always want to have. Yeah, I'm going to say, if you were complaining to your friends all the time about being single, like that can get annoying. And so I could see that. But if you're not complaining, then yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I think, uh, I think you're doing just fine. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, politely tell your friend to like mind her own business. And like, that's the thing, like not to be a, like a dick to her, but like, I didn't ask you. Yeah. I think you're okay to be like, you know, hey, I love you, but honestly, I didn't really ask for your opinion about my dating life. I was just telling you a story. Um, I'm fine, you know? And like, you guys are going to break up in two years anyways. <laughs> I mean, they, like, some of them might. Some of them will. That much I'm certain of. Hey, I'm going to get on the dating apps too, so let's do this together quarantine swiping yeah. yeah start swiping right have some fun like you know you're not signing a contract just because you swiped right i need to remember that you're absolutely right yeah you don't owe them anything just because like you like the picture with their dog so all right well best of luck stay safe uh sounds like you're doing actually just fine thank you guys so much all right take care <laughs> you too everybody says you'll find someone when you figure out how to be happy alone Oh god, yeah, it's such it's so cliche. It's like, so other, annoying. Yeah, like no shit. Like I mean, like say that to people like again, like some people need to hear that. Fine. It's the people who are just like again, there are some people who obsessively can't be alone and they yeah. will literally play house with anyone who's available. Yeah. And it's not dating, it's playing house. Like they're running errands and shopping and having sleepovers and and hanging out with each other's families, but they they're not in a relationship with that person. That's not okay. Dating is being alone. Oh. Well, you know, it is for the most part. Like again, like like what do you like I love how like friends who are in relationships think their friends shouldn't go out there and date right, <laughs> to find right, someone. Right. It's like that scene from Forgetting Sarah Marshall where he's learning how to surf and he's like literally do nothing. Like <laughs> <laughs> What? No, we have to do something. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. What's your name? My name's Claire. I am 26 years old. I'll be 27 next week. Happy birthday. Thanks. How can we help you, Claire? So I have kind of a funny, awkward, I don't know situation. And when it happened, the first thing I thought was, Nick would be the best person to ask this. Because <laughs> you will be brutally honest and you will tell me if I'm being crazy or what. So um, basically, uh, my ex-fiance of four years ago reached out, um, reached out about two or three weeks ago before all the corona stuff started happening and um, just wanted to catch up. Everything was normal. It wasn't weird. You know, I didn't think anything of it. And then uh, last week, he reached out <laughs> and <laughs> has, uh, you know, we start talking again, catching up on life, and it comes out that he tells me uh, that he's still a virgin. So when we were together four years ago, he was a virgin and I was not. And then um, we were going to get married. We were engaged. 
blah, blah, blah. And um, we decided, okay, well, we're not, we're only going to be engaged six months. Let's just wait till our honeymoon. And was this like a religious thing on his part? Um, kind of. We were both raised religious and raised Christian, but it wasn't like, you know, we were still having fun and doing other stuff. We were just like, ah, oh, let's just wait to have sex. So I don't think it, I don't really think we felt that convicted about it. <laughs> So, okay. Interesting. Lots okay. of other stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like we okay. still had fun, whatever. Great. All right. So, all right. So he reaches out to you four years later, says, by the way, still a virgin. Yes, exactly. So he, and then proceeds to say, I wish you had taken my virginity four years ago. So okay. I'm a little like, okay, you know, that makes sense. I've thought about, you know, my first love. What did he, what did he, do you know what he meant by that? Because it doesn't like that can mean a couple different things. Um, yeah, he well, he was kind of expressing to me that um, he's just kind of sick of being a virgin at twenty eight years old. That would be my guess. Like it, because at first it almost it, it the first reaction would to take it as like a romantic thing, you know, like oh, you're my first love, and I should have lost it to you. Is like, um, like I wanted you to be my first, but it probably makes more sense where it's like clearly. Like, you know, we've talked about my friend Ashley I, like, uh, you, you know, the four-year-old version movie. Like, if you wait a long period of time, you identify with it, then it becomes harder, then you kind of glorify it, then you don't know, like, who did, who do you pick to lose it to? And it's just kind of like, he's probably thinking, I would have just lost, I wish I just would have lost it to you. He trusts you, he knew you, you, he felt safe around you. And that way, he would probably feel a lot less of this burden of being a virgin. And my guess is that's kind of what he meant by that. Exactly. So did he say, I want you to teach me how to have sex. Did he say that? Teach me? Yes. So that's kind of like the next layer of the story. So I kind of joke back like, oh, yeah, like, you know, if we had had sex, it wouldn't have like been terrible, like whatever. And then he proceeds to say that he has this idea that he's going to buy a plane ticket, fly to me. And we live, I live in Canada and he lives in the States and he's going to fly to me so that he can lose his virginity to me. And then, yeah, just like you said, Rochelle, he wants me to teach him how to have sex. Okay. What is your, uh, what is your gut tell you? Well, when he first said it, I was, I was in, instinctually thought, crap, he still has feelings for me. Like, he wants to get back together. This is his way of winning me back this romantic weekend of sex. Okay. <laughs> and then the more we talked and I really was badgering him and being like really specific and asking him really hard questions, it sort of was coming to the surface that he was like, no, I do not want to get back together. Like, I don't miss you like that. He's like, I just feel comfortable enough with you that I feel like the pressure would be taken off that I don't, you know, you've slept with plenty of people that you're not like, you're not going to be upset if it's not good. And you're also blunt enough of a person that you're going to tell me if it's bad and you're going to tell me what to fix. So I think he's, he's, after we talked more, I was like, okay, like I can kind of see where he's coming from that he, it's not that he's in love with me and wants to win me back. Cause I told him, I'm like, what if I showed up on your doorstep tomorrow? And I said, I want you back. I made the biggest mistake. We should have stayed together. He was like, I don't think that's a good idea. I think we're two different people. I think we broke up for a reason and we don't need to be together. So for me, that's like, the opposite of a red flag where for him it really is just about sex and it's not about getting back together because that's what I'm the one that broke up with him 
So I was worried he still had feelings for me. Okay. What do you think I want to say? <laughs> well, I I don't know. I think you could go either way. I think you could either be like, you're a total idiot. Do not do this. Or you could be like, that sounds like so much fun. Why not? And I honestly have no idea why. Uh, what, what you would girl, go either way. Girl, you better be charging him if you're teaching him. That's all I have to say. <laughs> well, let's let's not make it a crime. Uh, <laughs> I honestly like it I I don't I don't have a strong opinion to be honest. I think uh it sounds like you've approached this in a in a an objective way. It sounds like you're you're not delusional and it sounds like you're aware of all the potential outcomes and it sounds like you've asked them uh, the appropriate questions. There's still no guarantees, right? You don't know. You haven't seen each other in a while. You don't know how you guys are going to feel when you actually meet up. You, there's a strong chance that you meet up and you're both like, we can't do this. Um uh, one of you might feel that. So there's like, you're looking at potential scenarios, like you can meet up and you can be like, I don't want to do this once you see him in person. He could, he could think that, right? So there's a possibility in person after he takes his flight or whatever, you know, like let's assume we're doing this like post quarantine and, and, and things like that. And, oh yeah, for sure. Um, so that aside, um, those are possibilities. Um, if you haven't considered that, like maybe not likely, but it's entirely possible. Like you're definitely inviting a potential very awkward situation for one of, or both of you uh, after he's like jumped on a flight, spent money, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I think if you haven't had those types of conversations, those would be important to have to say like, in addition to like us not considering getting back together, we don't know how we're going to feel in person. We don't know that. Right. And so as long as we're both like, if, if you say yes to this, I think you have to break down kind of all the outcomes uh, that you already have. You kind of, you've, you've started to take the romance out of it and you need to continue to do that to like, just really insist. And I think that will like lead you guys to both feel more comfortable, like removing all possible pressures that you guys could feel. Right. Uh, you might come and I honestly, I might say no once you show up. Just know that uh, you might change your mind and that's OK. You know, um, we might end up just hanging out. Uh, he might. And then there's a possibility that um, he comes, you hook up and then he's like, oh, P.S. Uh, I do have feelings for you. You could develop feelings. You know what I'm saying? It's these are all possible scenarios that all that aside, if you decide you want to do it, I don't have a problem with it. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Certainly interesting. Um, I can totally see why um, he's comfortable with you. And it makes a lot of sense that, you know, you were engaged with this guy. Like I get it from from his point of view, like why he wants to do that. I don't think you should feel responsible. I don't feel like you owe him anything. I don't think it's your duty. Um, and so as long as you're doing it because you have some curiosity, you think it would be fun. Maybe it even turns you on that yet you are this person you thought of. These are all totally fine. But as long as you don't feel like you owe him anything that you're, you don't do it out of pity. Uh, don't do it out of guilt. Um, you know, you, you're allowed to be, you should be doing it only for yourself. It's like you have the, you have the right to be a hundred percent selfish about this. 
And then as long as you are just objective and upfront and you cover all your bases about all the scenarios that could happen, um, then, you know, fuck it, go for it. It will probably be fine. It will probably be like, he'll probably will show up. You'll probably have some sex and you will shake hands and it will probably be totally fine. And it makes a good story to some friends, you know? Yeah, exactly. I don't really have a problem with it. Does it turn you on thinking about it? Or are you like, ew, or what are you, what are you thinking? It's cool. like, Clearly I don't know. It's out. a weird, it's a weird combination because it did, it, it seemed kind of hot and sexy and like yeah. he was sort of, I can tell he, he still knows me very well, even though we were not a good match and it, it was the right decision. I know he knows me because he was, you know, he would text me and be like, you know, you want to do this. You're flattered that I asked you. It's oh. a boost. He was like, you can teach me whatever you want. I have no bad habits. Like, I don't know what's going on in bed. And so <laughs> not a turn on for you and i was kind of like well yeah like of course it is every guy has some bad habit that you're like please totally well also like whatever you teach him too it's not even a bad habit like when people hook up i've had this like i dated a girl for a long period of time and there were certain things she liked and then we broke up and i remember i i hooked up with my first girlfriend after that right so and i had sex with her uh, the first girlfriend, the way I was having sex with the last girlfriend. And like there was, she noticed like some of the different moves, if you will. And I think, I think it wasn't that she didn't like it or like it. She just knew it was different. Right. And my point is like, you might like something and teach him something that another woman uh, might not like. Right. So like, I, I probably, you probably don't need me to share this with you, but if you're, if this is about, if this is a, t a tutorial, not only should you teach him what you like, you should let him know that just so you know, not every girl might like this. The important thing is that you should be open to asking and communicating up front in a relationship. Like you're not going to teach him everything. You're going to teach him what you like. And some of this those things. This is my question. Is there that much to teach? Like most people can figure it out without a tutorial. Like what do you have to teach him? Well, to get in there. Why do you guys? I, I, I mean, listen, I, I'm what I've learned from this podcast is there seems to be a lot of guys out there who don't take the time to, uh, satisfy women so like whether it's sh it sh whether it should be easy or not he seems to want to do and like i get that he just has an insecurity because he hasn't done it so like you could be setting this guy up really well to like be like an advocate for like trying to please his his partner not every not every guy does um yeah yeah you could be like you know he's probably and that's the thing he's probably pretty good at foreplay now because like he was doing that for so long yeah, and yeah. I, he's he's very just he likes he likes to make people happy and he's very like that's his personality not just sexually. Great. Um, he likes to make people happy. He likes to you know be. He's good at oral sex. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't know. We not, like he. Oh. Didn't, but when we were texting, he was like, "I want to learn that," and I want like, "Yeah, I want to do that," and all these things. And so it's just, it's. <laughs> It is funny. I did warn him. I'm like, there's, you know, exactly. There's only so much I can teach you. I can teach you where it goes. I, you Listen, know, you, yeah, that's a thing. But like, all, you're going to figure it out. In all seriousness, like this isn't, it's not like you're going to bust out like a fucking like list of all the things you want to cover over the weekend. It's just him, <laughs> it's just him getting comfortable with it, right? It's yeah, just, exactly. Yeah, like a no just, pressure environment. It's a mental hurdle. That's it. He just I think wants, that's what it is for him. He just wants to do it without worrying about feeling judged. And he feels comfortable with you. Um, and there's no strings attached and I'm 
you know, a, a, a safe person that he can yeah. mess up and do, you know, yeah, yeah, not have that pressure. Totally. And as long as you're okay with it, as long as you feel safe, as long as you don't feel obligated, I think this is totally fine. Yeah. Well, he, feels- he did say he played the whole, he was like, well, have you ever slept with a virgin card? And I was like, well, actually I haven't now that I think about it. And yeah, to your question, Rochelle, that's kind of a turn on because I'm kind of like, you know, I've never done that. Might as well. <laughs> um, it sounds like a porn setup. No, I don't think I'm convinced now that you should do this. I before now I'm convinced. I, I, I don't. It sounds like, again, this is, it's, uh, these situations, it's all about like asking the right questions, being honest with yourself and not being afraid to have an honest conversation with the other person. And a lot of people sometimes aren't, they, they're not comfortable with that. They, they're like, oh, well, I don't think he thinks this way. And they just ignore those questions. And you've done a good job of having these conversations. And as long as you're communicating, then I think it's okay. I think you run the risk of, of getting yourself in, in, in problematic situations when you assume uh, the other person uh, won't want to get back together, but you're, it's, you think it's too awkward to confront the situation, but you are confronting it and you're asking all the scenarios. I was just ask a couple more about like, hey, listen, just, you know, just because you fly out here, I'm not guaranteeing it's going to happen. I mean, it probably will happen. My intentions are for it to happen, but I want to feel safe to know that I can change my mind and you won't get upset that you got on a flight. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's important for you to say. Yeah, I think that I think that's the one thing I probably didn't I've thought of in my head, but have not expressed to him that, you know, I I did do the whole like, what if you get off the plane and you see me for the first time in four years and all the emotions come flooding back? Like, then I definitely don't want to go through with it. But I never thought of just the what if neither of us in person are like, oh, this is too awkward. Yeah, I might not want to do it, but I'm I'm definitely open to trying and, and it would be, you know, that would be my intention. But I want to I want to know that I can say no without without feeling like a bad person or making you, you making me feel bad. And I'm sure you will go through with it. Like, <laughs> I mean, knowing myself, I, I think I will, but it's just, it's just important to set those boundaries. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it actually helps that we do live far enough apart that it's not like it, yeah. it would be, yeah, it couldn't ever even become something anyways, because we live too far away. But without actually exchanging money, which you definitely should not do, but it should feel very transactional. It should very, you know, like it should feel like um, two friends helping each other out. Yeah, and that's what it feels like. And he, he's like, I'll get up there and I'll just buy you a bunch of groceries and I'll, you know, clean your house. And I was like, well, no, that makes me feel like a prostitute. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Um, I was like, how about you just buy the plane ticket because you feel like visiting Canada. Um, yeah, I mean, also like maybe even make, I, I don't think it would be, uh, out of the question suggests he also gets a hotel room, whether he uses it or not. But I think that, um, I can't imagine in Canada hotels are all that expensive, but, um, yeah, I think, you know, because like, this is about sex this is not spending the night, you know? That's what I also thought about is if we could meet in a like neutral city and just get separate hotel rooms. I think I I I think that's a smart idea. If this is truly like friends helping each other out, then you shouldn't be spending the night together. Yeah. Um yeah. Like if you guys want to avoid the relationship stuff, 
and 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 really like then and it sounds like he'll be okay with that but maybe that just needs to be addressed yeah that's true uh, because like it's one of those things you don't talk about it's like well i guess i'll just sleep over and then you're like well that's something my boyfriend would do and i don't know if i want to wake up to you and then like then you're playing house for weekend and that's no. Because even though I have a spare bedroom, it's like we'd still have to get up. We'd have to share the bathroom. We're running into each other in the kitchen. Like, yeah, it would be, I think it would be awkward. Yeah. And like you hook up in late afternoon or early evening. You don't hook up at night because like. Yeah, you know, you exactly. Because it's there. Like, you eat dinner and then he goes home. Uh, and then maybe you hang out again tomorrow. But yeah, I would have him get a hotel room. Or like maybe you, again, you meet in a city where you both have a hotel room. Yeah, that's really, I, I like that idea. You cover all your bases where it doesn't complicate the situation. Yeah, that's true. Cool. Well, yeah. Well, that was really helpful. Thank you. I see. I knew you would just like you wouldn't think I was crazy. Uh, yeah, no, whatever. Like whatever. That's the people like do way crazier things. Um, it's probably and you know what? You probably will really help him out. He'll probably will. He probably will really appreciate this. You know, he probably uh, wants to really get over this hurdle. You know, and it's a mind fuck for him, and he's probably insecure about it and self conscious, and like you probably will do a great thing for him. Yeah, I I think so too. So, let us know. I want to hear about it. I'll uh, I'll send a little update email if if a plane ticket gets booked. Sounds good. Well, post post uh, post Corona. Yes, after after the flights open up again, especially international travel. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks for calling. It's been a fun fun story. Thanks so much, Nick. Thank you, Rochelle. All right. Take Thank care. you. Bye. Yeah. I mean, hey, uh, takeaway there is like, as long as you're communicating. It's yeah. Like, it's a sometimes you get in these situations and you're like, well, have you talked about that? Like, no, he wouldn't think that. I, I doubt he's like, you know, I don't, I don't think he's like that. I don't need to ask. I'm like, yeah, you do. You need to ask. You know, you need to. Right. You need to bring it up. And like sometimes those awkward questions they might be awkward to ask, but you always feel better once you ask them. Like you always feel better uh, about just getting the answer you were unsure about one, one way or the other. Um, so yeah, so te teach them up, get them. Here's a guy who wants to learn. Most guys don't, you know, they just go to Pornhub. Yeah. Ah, uh, I'm, I'm totally on board for this. What a fun quarantine episode. Yeah. A lot of, um, Everyone, it's funny how, uh, you know, obviously this is changing the world in a lot of ways, at least for a short period of time, or we hope it's a short period of time. And certainly when it comes to relationships, uh, because like the human spirit needs to have human connections, whether that's physically or whether it's, it's so true. Yeah. And, and relationships don't end. They change, you know, yeah. um, how we have a relationships. And so it's, uh, um, We'll always be here, is what I'm trying to say. Um, so, uh, yeah, thanks for... I, um, I, I remember reading something about a therapist that was working, I think, with refugees, and she was just shocked by... They were all just talking about relationships. She thought they would be talking about, like, their crazy situation they were in, but everybody still... Like, relationships are just the heart of the human experience, and yeah, no matter really what's going on... They, they really are. I mean, yeah. in relationships or friendships or work relationships or certainly love, romantic relationships, um, those don't change. I mean, yeah. well, they change, but they don't go away. And the right. desire for them and situations change and how we approach them change. And um, 
but uh yeah so it is fascinating to to have uh, these discussions about it and i'm guessing uh, a lot of people related to some of the some of the stories talked about so i, I hope you guys enjoyed it and as always thanks for listening uh you know, thanks for putting up with, uh, you know, any uh, audio changes or, or, or quality. Oh, I think we're doing okay, but if it doesn't sound quite the same, we appreciate your uh, sticking with us and, and getting uh, through it with us as we uh, try to still put out content for you while we're uh, also being safe in the comfort and, and safety of our homes, as uh, I hope you guys all are as well. Anything else to add, Rochelle? Nope. Keep sending in your questions. Keep sending your questions at asknick at castmedia.com, cast with a K. We uh, would love to hear from you guys, your 10 percenters out there. If there are people who are in relationships uh, that they uh, wish they weren't in but are stuck, I'm curious about that, um, how, how quarantine has affected that relationship. But uh, other than that, uh, keep washing your hands, keep being safe, uh, be kind to one another, and uh, we'll see you next time.